on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk Tonight, Nina Bradley, Adam Holland, Dave Farger and Craig Roach. The superstars of Newark Sport and Devon. Before all that though, it's time for The Headlines. And yes, we could be FlowServe FM tonight because they played the Gale Force Wind and the opponents Radford perfectly to move into the final of the East Midlands League Cup. Second half goals from Jamie Lloyd, Brad Wells and Blair Thompson. Winning the match. More on... Yes, I know I got it wrong. Say it. Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> Spell check. More on all this one later. Take two. Take two. <laughs> listen to this one, though, Tony. Just listen to this one. Yeah. Becky Gallup ran the Retford Half Marathon in one hour, 33 minutes. Slow by her standards until you consider the fact she is actually five months pregnant. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but it was seven minutes faster than she ran the first half marathon in 2010. What a lady. What incredible, a lady. Incredible. New York, New York Tennis Club's mixed first team collected the Division 6 Championship trophy at the Knotts LTA Awards evening held last Friday. And in a memorable night for the club, Sue Hilton was presented with the prestigious Lifetime Achievement Award for her devotion to Newark Tennis. Well done, Sue. You'll like this one, Tony. Sam Hardy moved up a weight division to take on the 60kg and unbeaten national champion Tyrone Cross. We are told Sam lost the first round, won the second easy, and the third was very close. But as Tony said it before, if you go away from home in boxing, you've got to knock them out to win. And unfortunately, he didn't knock him out. You got to knock him out to get a draw. Yeah. Finally, back to football. The New York Town's under-18s took advantage of a spate of postponements, moving to second place in the Knotts Youth League under-18 division, courtesy of a 3-2 victory over Sandy Acre. Long Bennington cemented their place at the top by beating Glapwell 6-0. It's back-to-back victories for the Saturday RHP Colts in the under-15 division, and it moves them off the top of the, off the bottom even of the table. The green and white youngsters beat Arnold 4-3 at the Sports Village. And the Sunday Colts, well, they lost 4-3 against the Midlands League leaders, Lincoln United. That's for talking to you, see. I never got the last line in. <laughs> Ryan, Udden, uh, Ryan Atwood scoring a brace for his dad's team. Um, it's um, We're going to talk some superstars tonight. We really are, but I've got to start with Flo Seven last night. We're going to come back to it at the talking end of the Talking of show. superstars and last night, I've got to start by talking about you. Because those photographs were absolutely dynamite. And it's been remarked upon on social media as well. I just absolutely put it... Absolutely um, outstanding. It's a big football match, and the whole of the Radio Newark sports team was out at Renneth in Gale Force Winds... <laughs> yes, both to, of us. To see, to, <laughs> ...to see the team. Yeah. Radio Newark sport was at the match. Yes, not saying the next line. No, no, and, uh, and neither would I say that the advertiser weren't. But um, <laughs> the, but a circus was there, so they nearly was. They nearly was. <laughs> you can say that. I, I can't possibly <laughs> comment. Um, it was awful. The wind was blowing straight down the pitch. Well, wind. It was more than a wind. It was. It, <laughs> it was. It was blowing. It was blowing straight down the pitch. But uh, we'll talk to Craig later. Flosev gave a master class in how to play a match in windy conditions. Well, and the reason I say that, and so they should have done, because Tom Potts and Reese Lewis should be used to it. Well, you know, the that was the difference between the two teams. Um, basically, um, Flo Serve are good enough to play in those freight conditions and handle them, and, and Radford weren't. And, um, you know, it's reflected in the positions in the league table, and it's reflected on who's in the cup final and who isn't. We'll talk to Craig later because um, he must be um, absolutely, to use a football term, over the moon about mm. that. About the performance and about the result and 
about one or two of the players that stood up and was counted. Yeah, it was so, um, absolutely outstanding. We talked about Becky. I mean, it's phenomenal. Five months pregnant, running an half marathon, seven minutes faster than she ran it in 2010. Come on. But uh, I don't know whether this is sexist comment or whether... Well, you make it. Well, I mean, is this just a Yorkshire observation on life? There's nothing on Becky. There's absolutely nothing of her. <laughs> I just I just going to say she, she must... She, she must look re- remarkable f- five months pregnant. But, uh, you know, she's, but, but to actually produce a performance like that, that most athletes can only dream of a time like that, and to do it five months pregnant, that is just absolutely gobsmacking. I'll just go back to that football match for a minute, because obviously me getting Blair's name wrong at, at the top. <laughs> you know, I mean, pe- people... I'm going to blow our own trumpets here, because people think, you know, we come in here and it just happens <clears throat> i was writing this script at 11 o'clock last night you was writing a match report just after midnight last night yeah 20 to 1 if you're gonna do this job like me and you put our heart into yeah. whatever we do um okay mistakes uh, like that are gonna happen but it was a long day yesterday it was it was um by the time i'd persuaded everybody to stop drinking reneth miners welfare dry oh, there's an absolutely lovely moment actually um <laughs> I digress. I was in the billiard room uh, where all the regulars were uh, having a drink and the floor serve executive crew were in the other room and they were singing songs which had swear words in it. And I was on the phone to the driver saying, I'm going to try and get them all out of here at quarter to eleven. Honest, mate, we'll, then we'll be on our way. And the uh, regulars in the billiard room were, 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 were grumbling. Oh, they're using bad language in the other room. And I just clicked the phone off, stuck it in my back pocket, and I said, I cannot believe that we're in Renneth and going to get told off for swearing. Come on, lads. Dear, oh dear. Fortunately, they laughed. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> times, have cha- times have changed at Renneth. Oh, my dear, oh, dear. I hope, Ta- you don't, hope you don't mind me wearing jeans in your mind um, as well, Fer. Times have, have definitely changed at Renneth. Um, very quick one, Sam Hardy. It's exactly what you've said, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly what you keep saying. Why? Well, it's be- supposed to be neutral referees. It's, well, it's, it's it's basically the um, to cut costs. Uh, the promoter will get local lads uh, to be, be judges and and, and 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 to mark each round, and so the local lads are gonna everybody in, in boxing is gonna favour the, the the home guy, the home the home girl, whatever it is, and and that's just the way it is. And you know, if you go to America and they've got Americans on the on the um, on the panel, don't, don't matter where you go. If you go away from home in boxing, you've got to knock the other person out to get a draw. It's ridiculous. It, it, it is, but it's, it's it's the way it goes. Oh. It's a bit like if you're a New York side playing in a, a county cup competition, you've really got to be on your metal because you're usually playing eleven t- eleven players and, and 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 three match officials as well. And a young lady that went to Barnsley um, in, in, in a massive, massive boxing match last weekend. Um, well, let's find out how she got on straight after this while we try and get in touch with none other than Nina Bradley. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8pm with Mick and Tony. Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Missed one of our shows? Don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk. And that was me trying to get hold of Nina. She's not actually answering the telephone, so let's hope that she's um, going to give us a ring back. Um, and some, you, you just never know. You, you arrange things, and uh, you just don't know what what happens. In you know, she. Could be busy, anything could be happening, but she went to Barnsley International Lightweight 
um, WBC <laughs> title fight on Friday night against a young lady by the name of Terry Harper, um, who was also undefeated. And Nina says that Terry is the best boxer that she's ever ever yeah. come against. Um, um, Carl tells us, Carl Greaves tells us that Nina gave it all. It was close, but both Nina and Carl both say the result in this instance was the right result. But Nina took her all the way. And thinking about it, Nina went down a weight for this. And, and that's got to be difficult as well, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, yeah. I mean, um, I've no doubt Carl um, will have done it appropriately. But, but when you have to lose weight for a contest, then it obviously takes away some of your strength. But all I saw was that um, on, the, on the boxing results... I saw it was a TKO, uh, but then I tried to tried to get the, uh, the uh, a video, and every single video said uh, this is uh, no longer allowed to be on this whatever it is streaming site. So uh, I've, I've not seen it, but uh, it was it was obviously um, you know a, a very stern challenge for her because uh, I've, I've I've not seen Terry fight, but I mean she sounds like mustard. I. Go back to something that Dean said about um, Sam Hardy. That it's no good trying to preserve a unbeaten record. You need to go and test yourself every single time. And it doesn't matter if you've got a defeat against you. If you box somebody better, took them all the way, and you come out as a better boxer after the event, that's why you should take on somebody <clears throat> of that stature i mean dean always does that and i think carl tries to do that as well it doesn't give them easy pickings yeah i mean, I mean the, the, there's no point because it's such a, a dangerous game and if you get given an easy opponent and beat them up then you think you're a lot better than perhaps you potentially are and then when you come up against somebody really good you're in trouble but the great thing about Dino is that he's always, always, whether it be boxing or kickboxing, he's always matched his boxers against really tough opponents. You know, I mean, it, it, there's a, in the sport, there's a lot of newspaper talk where promoters try and build up the opponents when they know it's going to be an easy fight. Dino has always, always made sure that their boxer is know, knows that they will have been in a, in a, in a keen contest and, and been tested to the full extent of their abilities and therefore when they win, how much better is that feeling? It's um, Regis's first professional fight tomorrow night, we're, on tomorrow night, Saturday night, we'll talk about that tomorrow night um, but he's sort of given up kickboxing now and he's, got, he's going on the professional boxing circuit like like Big Brother now, I prefer kickboxing to boxing. You're you're our our boxing fan um, on on this this show more than I think I ever will be. Yeah, but I never say that kickboxing's rubbish when there's a kickboxer now. No, you don't. No, 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 no. You've never done that. You've only. Which is fair comment. <laughs> no, I don't think it's rubbish. I think it's is kickboxing more showmanship than boxing. I don't. I don't. Not the more. I, I don't know. It's it's, it's 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 certainly the poor relation, and I can never ever understand why. I'm I'm very very old, and and uh, and, and and I I grew up with boxing, and and so that's why it's my favourite. I mean, I've been to some fantastic kickboxing events, mostly put on by Dean at Kellam uh, Hall. The one I'd have loved to have gone the to. The Dome. The one I'd, I mean, it, doesn't, it looks like we're not going to get Nina tonight, which is a bit of a worry, because um, after we spoke to Not Fast Dave, the next phone call is Adam Holland. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it looks like you and me again. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> um, the, one, the one I would have loved to have gone to is the... Dean World title fight up at the showground was it against Lex against Lex and oh. I, I mean that just would seem to be the pinnacle of almost anything you've been to I, I, I've been married 33 years but that was still the scariest night of my life it was absolutely unbelievable because I was actually like I've been very very lucky in life I was I was banging on the ringside. I was, I was leading on the canvas. You mean he's very unlucky in life. You've got a gorgeous wife. No, no, no. You've got two 
two daughters and a grandchild. No, no, I, 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 I said very lucky in life. Ah, oh, right, okay. I've, I've been very lucky in life that most of my uh, pugilistic events... I'm making note of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, 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 I've always been ringside. Uh, when Isham Pickering fought for his world title. For the sake of me and sort of two-thirds of Newark. Fighting events. Thank you. Yeah. But, I mean, like, so when Isham Pickering, um, got knocked out by Mauricio Martinez in, in Sheffield. Name-dropper. In, in his world title fight. Um, after 73 seconds, Isham's head, uh, it's still attached to his body, I should, I should stress, but Isham's head landed on the canvas right in front of me, and, and, and his, his eyes just looked through me with a thousand mile stare, so I, I knew he wasn't going to get up from that one. But, um, but basically, um, if, if, if you are ringside, you get up close and personal, and when Lex Easton stepped into that ring above me, flying through the ropes, he just glanced at me, and that was enough for me. I, I was ready to start the car and get out of there, but Dino had to get into the ring with him, and I've never seen anything braver in my life. I've witnessed childbirth, that, that comes close, but I've never seen anything braver than, than Dean Sugden getting into that ring last night against a guy from Paisley who clearly wanted to eat him alive. Unbelievable. And they've got the greatest respect uh, for each other to this very day. Well, that day. was one of my bucket list moments when we had um, Dean and... Um I, I matched him up again with Lexi's in and on the telephone when we did a bit of a This Is Your Life for Dean, and that's how it ended up with them two chatting. And it was a conversation between two long-lost friends. Yeah. You wouldn't think they'd try to knock seven bells out of each other no, on it's, two it's, occasions. Th 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 that's the way it is. Isn't that how it should be? Yeah, exactly. Isn't T that totally. what sport should... Should, should be... Yeah, let's get to the pinnacle. That's, I mean, Radford last night, going back to that one, was... <laughs> <laughs> Very poor losers. I'm not going into it, but you know how not to lose, how to act after you've lost a football match to a better team. Sometimes you've got to say, "I've lost to a better team." Instead of sitting there having a pint with the opposition, like Lex and Dean did eventually when it all finished and they all calmed down. Yeah, sport should be give everything you've got for the duration of the match, whatever you like to call it, and after that. It's over. Have yeah. a pint, have a chat, and put your arm round each other. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you shake hands, you put your arms round each other. Which brings me back to Nina Bradley and Terry Harper with arms round each other in the pictures mm. on Friday night saying wonderful things about each other. Yeah, that, that, that's the way it should be. But the proviso is, unless you play in Radford. Yeah, I think you're probably right mm. about that. OK, let's um, see if we can have any better look when we try and find... I'm sure not Fast Dave's going to be there. Not Fast Dave's always there to talk to us. And uh, one of his <laughs> subjects is, um, I would think, is the wonderful Caroline Upton again. Who, you know, she's the lady that runs and runs and runs and runs, and she's been doing it yet again. But Dave's going to tell us... She only runs when she's asked to come on the radio. This is true. <laughs> this is definitely true. <laughs> Not fast, Dave. Next, hopefully. Wednesday night, and of course he's here. He he he, he was waiting for us. Not fast, Dave. Um, to give us a um, resume, a roundup, a full report on the activities in the um, in the Yellow Army, including um, our Caroline, who was uh, once again taking on the hills and the dales of uh, of Derbyshire this time. But I'll leave that to Dave. Dave, good evening. Good evening, Mick. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, very well indeed. Thank good, you good. Much. Um, all yours. Thank you, mate. Um, yeah, so round up for the last week, we had um, 40 of our club members over four different park runs. Uh, personal best for Laura Smith, again, she seems to be on fire at the moment. Uh, Brian Noble, Rachel Revel, and first time in one of our joggers and um, plodders, uh, Leanne Saunders ran. Now, on to races. A good faction of Not Fast attended the Retford Half Marathon. Um, nine members ran with some really good personal bests as well, especially given the weather. First back for the club was Simon Locke. He got a personal best of seven minutes uh, in a time of 1.38.47. Janet Davis, uh, personal best by four minutes in 1.44.36. Uh, Stephen White, 1.47. That's a course PB. Jeremy Reichel, 149.54, and Peter Lane, 153.16. Jill Oxley, 154.46, and Martin Dickinson, uh, 2 hours, 2 minutes and 20 seconds. Chris Redhead got a really good PB at 2 hours, 
Becky Lax, two hours twenty three forty seven, and Bonnie Tinsley, two hours twenty eight oh seven. Now the more brave of the not fast members uh, were at the Grindleford Gallop. Now that's twenty one point three roughly miles and about three thousand foot of ascent. Now this was a very muddy. It was hail, there was sleet, there was rain, there was sunshine, there was 50-mile-an-hour winds. Now, we had Nikki Dales, uh, Caroline Upton, Faye Parker, and Claire Wood all running together. They completed in about about four hours, 33 average between the lot. Um, so it looks like they got um, pretty much all seasons in one day um, from, from the race. Um, so I don't, I don't envy them. It must have been a tough one. I spoke to... Nikki briefly, and she said it was probably one of the hardest, longer distances she's done in quite some time. And uh, I want to go back to Caroline again and the group that was at Grindleford because that's bad enough on a normal weekend, I would have thought. But uh, with the mud and the wind and the rain and everything else at Derbyshire can throw at people. Um, I won't have the energy to drive home, Dave. Um, it, 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 must, it must have been horrible. I know I um, I had every intention of going out for a run on Sunday morning, but one look outside um, the outside the curtains and that immediately changed my mind. Uh, <laughs> it just it was just a, a, a horrid day for running. But you know, even close to home at the Retford um, half marathon, you know, we had some really good personal bests. Um, so yeah, I suppose it all depends on the races and where you are. But um, yeah, like you, I, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been even been bothered. To drive it, there. It, it wasn't fit to go out the house, to be honest. It but wasn't. Redford, both both from not fast and and from Strider's point of view, seems to be very very popular. Is it? I'm assuming because I, I guess it's fairly it's fairly flat. Uh, it's relatively flat. It's not completely flat, though. But, um, yeah, it's, it seems to be a very popular one. And, you know, it's not too far away. Um, it seems to be quite a good one that people people tend to get pretty good results for. The, the, the 10K season is now well underway, isn't it? But you've got your um, London Marathon runners, and that's really now only, what, five five weeks away? It's not long away at all, is it? No, it's, um... Yeah, I know uh, quite a few of the members of NotFast and Striders, they applied, because um, obviously you've got to take into account the sheer amount of people that apply to London Marathon. Um, and there's only a select few that ever get in, you know. One day I'll be doing it, but it's up until the day when we can... when I can actually get in that um, I'll be done. It, it seems harder and harder to actually get into it from what I, you know, from where we're sitting in 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 here. I mean, the one one I'm so pleased is that uh, is that Nettie's back in and and doing it, Nettie Stevens, because uh, she owes your London Marathon, whichever way you want to look at it. There's a score to settle there. Yes, there is indeed. There is indeed. Um, for the ones that don't know, two years ago Nettie was um, uh, running it and she got herself an injury after about. Was it five or six miles very yeah, soon into boring. it um but Nettie, being the lady that she is um was going to finish it one way or another if she had to crawl and eventually in about eight hours she actually did finish it um this time i think she's adamant that uh she's going to beat the london marathon and uh i'm absolutely convinced that, that she will i'm sure she will as well so um, we, we're all behind Nettie. We must talk to her before that marathon day. Dave, um, we'll talk to you again um, next Wednesday night. You will. Thank you, you will. so much. Cheers, Mick. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Dave Farger there um, with all the not fast news. And uh, yes, I think um, Nettie Stevens is, is ready for the London Marathon. I'm not saying she wasn't ready last time, yeah. but this time she's up for it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very, very tough uh, thing to do. And um, obviously, at any stage of the 26.1 miles, you know, you can uh, injury can befall you. But, I mean, I would think with my character, if I got injured after five miles, I'd go, yeah, fair enough. Pub then, is it? But Nettie, you know, to finish, to continue and finish, 
and uh, anybody who um, is hearing the, the name for the first time, Nettie Stevens is also blind, and for her to finish in eight hours beats the hell out of the bloke who finished first. He does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As, 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 as usual, in your own inimitable little way, um, you've hit the nail on the head. And now you, Mr Smith, have got uh, the task of trying to contact Mr... Mr. Adam Holland, um, who we haven't spoke to for a long time, so it's about time we had a catch up with him, because even by Adam's standard, he's doing something that's completely mad. But he, <laughs> we'll let him, we'll let him tell you about um, that <coughs> next week um, on Tuesday. New York Swimming Club are making a welcome return to the studio. We've not spoken to them for a while, um, but they're back in the studio to tell us how they've got on. Um, that's on Tuesday. And on Wednesday, somebody else, an old friend of this show that's um, coming back after a long time out, um, Paul Johnson. So it must be cricket season coming. Um, Jono's going to talk about Jono. Um, rather than everything else, we're going to stick with Jono because he's got a fantastic story to tell and i know we've talked about it before but it's a story that you can listen to time and time again so it's the paul johnson story next wednesday night on radio newark sport and talking of old friends there's uh, no bigger friend than um our our surf dude himself (laughs) mr adam holland adam welcome back to radio newark sport hello hiya how are you I'm good, thank you. Good stuff. Um, how's life in Devon? Life in Devon is very good. I'm actually on my way to the train station to head out to Cyprus. It's non-stop. It, I, I, I think since you've got down there to Devon, Adam, I, I may have read this completely wrong, but you seem to have been doing more and more. I have been doing more and more. Uh, I went to Italy, the US, uh, Cyprus, uh, where else did I go? A few places around the UK last year. It's, uh, it's, fan- it's, um, it's, it's fantastic. Before we move on, um, the question that everybody is asking, how's the baby? The baby is very good and she will be one next month. One? All right, right. How doesn't time fly? A- absolutely wonderful. And, uh, Running already? Uh, she could walk before she could crawl. <laughs> well, that was always going to be the case. Want it with you around? Let's, let's be honest. Well, I'm looking looking forward to when she does, and then she can join her sister for a run. I actually think that's going to be one of the highlights of your life, isn't it? When you, the all four of you go out there and do a park run or something, I, I just think that it just you would be beaming. Oh, definitely. Absolutely beaming. Right, what I want to talk to you really tonight, Adam, is I obviously keep track on, on what you're up to on, on Facebook, but I see now that, I mean, many people have, have ran or cycled or driven from Land's End to John O'Groats, but I can't think of many who's actually ran from Land's End to John O'Groats and then ran back again, and in the meantime expected to cover 100 miles a day this is what you're going to be attempting to run multiple marathons each day in an attempt to set a new guinness world record adam tell us all about it so the journey downwards is an actual event uh, there's five of us taking part it's 17 days downwards uh, so that's all sorted accommodation people can join me for a run on any of the sections I'll have a tracker with me, which you can find on my website, which is adamholland.uk. And then when I eventually get back down to Cornwall, I will then, on the following day, restart my journey on the way back up to try and break the world record for the, the fastest point-to-point, and, which is nine days, two hours. So I hope to do, well, I plan to do faster than that. Tony's actually uh, sitting there with his mouth wide open at the moment. He's catching goldfish. Well, so, I hope I'm going to go fish flying about there. <laughs> <laughs> so, let, let's get this right. So, I assumed you were starting at Land's End and finishing at Land's End, because that's near, nearer to base, but it wouldn't be Adam Holland to do it that way around, would it? No, um, the event starts in Scotland, and that was my first thing I was going to be doing before my wife, Catherine, uh, said that I could uh, run back up again. 
That's nice of her. Yeah, well, it came around as a joke to start off with to say that I could probably go for the record. And then we kind of looked into it, and now, obviously, next week I actually start the whole journey on Friday. March the 22nd until April the 9th. So you'll be going up up, up to John O'Groats, and then... And uh, uh, on my notes, it, it says running 100 miles a day. Is that correct? So on the way down, it's roughly 50 miles a day, and on the way back, it's roughly 100 miles a day. The, the plan is to do 16 10Ks every day, well, a 10K every hour for 16 hours. I wish you the best to look at, and I, 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 I really do. What we're going to try and do is I'll try and catch up with you on a couple of the innings. We'll put a phone call into you, and uh, if you're... I'll be up for that, definitely. There, then we're going to you know just try and just keep talking to you as, as, as we go all through it, because it's just... Uh, even by your standards, this is taking one heck of a well, job on. Well, it's going to be massive. And people can obviously follow my Facebook page, which is Adam Tango Holland, and I plan to do a video every day on my YouTube channel. Again, that's Adam Tango Holland. Um, it'd be good if they can subscribe, so then they can check out all the new videos that will pop up each day of my journey, how I'm doing. Um, at the moment, I have a massive competition going on with lots of prizes. And if they donate one pound on my charity uh, kids on free they get one entry and obviously every pound is an entry and they can find all that information out on my Facebook page <laughs> brilliant that starts on March the 22nd which is not March the 22nd I thought yeah not that long ago now you tell me you're on the way to Cyprus uh, yeah this is my last race before I start the the big event so what's what's this um, the the Ireland's Marathon, then Adam, is it something else? So, Friday, I'm taking part in their first ever wine run. It's a 5k event. Wine so run? My first, yeah, wine run. Okay, that sounds optimistic. Every, that, that's back to your not fast days. Wine and cake? I don't, they haven't said anything about cake, but I'll look out for some. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's on Friday then. And then on the Saturday, a running club over there has asked me to do a running session with them so I'm doing that on the Saturday and then on the Sunday is the Cyprus Marathon where I'm going back as the retaining type, try and keep my retaining title of champion Best of luck to you mate, well obviously it's fantastic then you're coming back here two or three days rest and then up to Bonnie Scotland <laughs> rest, you never rest, last Sunday wishing um um, our awesome ambassadors Mo Farah and Adam Tango Holland the very best um, as they joined thousands of runners on the streets of London for the Vitality Big Half which doubles up as the British Half Marathon Championship how did you get on? We know Mo Farah won it how did you yeah. get on? I didn't come within uh, very close <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I've, my time was about one eighteen which is like eight minutes slower than my best, but then I did do a marathon the day before, which I won in 2.41. <laughs> it, was, it was more of a training run to make sure that I could still keep the pace up the following day after the marathon. Right, as um, as is going to be needed, yes. Where where was your marathon victory in 2.41? Uh, that was in London by the River Thames, or whatever the, the river is there called. He was right, it was the Thames, yeah. Somewhere in London. Somewhere in London. You're loving life down in Devon, aren't you? I can tell. Oh, yes. You you, you, re you, you really are. Adam, I'm going to let you get get to going on the way to um, Exeter St. David's to um, get the train up, up to London, I assume. Um, Definitely, you got that correct. Uh, you Thank see. you for calling. Um, and, uh, it's great to catch up with you guys. Um, well, you know, we, we miss you terribly in Newark, but... Uh, I can see you're having a time of your life down there. Wonderful family, wonderful running, and uh, come and visit at some point. I shall make a point of doing that. Have you still got the Radio Newark vest? I do still have the vest, and I do wear it from time to time. Good lad. Well, make sure you wear it one of those days on that on that um, marathon of marathons, and then I can, you can only carry so much luggage up to Scotland with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, get Catherine sort of as you sort of come past on the M5 to sort of throw it at you. That's a good idea, I might do that. <laughs> Adam, I'm, I'm going to let you go to Cyprus, and then I'll keep sending you messages, and between March the 22nd and um, April the 9th, we will talk to you on 
on many occasions, hopefully. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Have fun. Take care. Stay Take care. safe. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Don't get me. <laughs> As everyone's unfortunately said to Nettie, there's no point looking at me. Uh, it's just, uh, it's just a nutcase. <laughs> a lovable one. <laughs> a lovable nutcase, yeah, very much lovable, but I mean... Uh, so, he, he, he lives in Devon, so he's travelling up to start a race in John O'Groats, which ends in Land's End, which is sort of past his doorstep. That's when everybody's going to end the race. And then going back uphill. Uh, that's the halfway mark for mm. Adam, because then he's going to go back. It's 800 and something miles, isn't it, I think? I don't know. 870-something miles. And then he's going to go back and try and do 16 10Ks every day. Yeah. For nine... It's phenomenal. That, that's it's absolutely phenomenal. That's a heck of a lot of Harry Bowls, isn't it? It will be for Adam, for Adam because he loves his Arabos. Yeah. But that's on the back of a trip to Cyprus and back, mm. and a marathon. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I, I, I just. I'm tired thinking about it. It's, I mean, I, I obviously know how I felt after twenty six point one miles, and I know that I'm nowhere near fit or or even trained properly, but. I mean, I couldn't walk for four days, and then that's just after one marathon. It, you know me very well. It took me four days to face a pint of bitter. Yeah, he's going to do that. I, 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 I mean, when it comes to admiration, I, I, I am for, and I don't care anybody says he's not comes under the remit of radio Newark sport anymore. As far as I'm concerned, ah. he's, he's to use another football term. Is one, one of our own, own. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And, an, and another one of our own is going to be coming up um, after this break, hopefully, because we want to. And also, we've have, have actually had a message from Nina. Nina is not feeling too well, and at the moment she's sleeping. A message from her son there. So, Nina, get yourself right, and when you've um, when you feel a little bit better, we'll have a chat to you. Oh, th- thanks to her son for uh, letting yeah. us know. That's, 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 that's very good of him, isn't it? That's he's, absolutely fantastic. She should be very proud of him. He's a good lad. He is. He is. He is. He is wonderful. And those photos at the at the sports awards of yeah. both of them was uh, yeah. treasured photos, wasn't they? But you couldn't get him to take his cap off, could you? No. <laughs> no. And I wasn't going to argue him in case he's <laughs> as hard as his mother did. Set his mother on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely won't argue. Anyway, coming up next, is, um, what I'm assuming is going to be happy and a smiling. Flow serve manager. I did say we were going to catch up with Craig Roach, and we are doing. Um, it may have to bear with us. Craig is in his car. He is driving. He, he like the rest of us, also has to work for a living, um, and um, is actually on his way back from Leeds now in the car. Craig, I hope you're there and you can hear us. Can you? Yeah. Good evening, Mick. Good evening. Um, uh, I don't know really where to start. Um, a fantastic performance, the best performance I've seen in weeks from Flow Serve, and a masterclass in how to play to the conditions. And uh, I think for that one, you have got to take a great amount of credit. Yeah, I was really imp- really impressed with the um, with the lads last night. Really proud of them and thought put a great performance in. Um, I played conditions really well. I don't think people realised at half-time how well we did in the first half um, against the wind. But I thought we were very unlucky to go in 1-0 down at half-time. Um, basically just said to the lads half time just keep going you know keep playing the way you're doing getting the ball forward early and um, you know you'll go on and win the game and I think it showed in the second half how difficult it was our, our Raptors struggled to get out against it um, yeah, you have, when you was against the wind okay they turned you a couple of times but that was that was really about it because all they was doing is kicking long balls down the middle and it was the wind that was causing the trouble rather than the opposition. When you yeah. did it, it was ball to feet, little small yeah. passes, making the players do the work. And in windy conditions, surely that's the way to do it. Yeah, we um, we told the lads to press high because we knew it was going to be hard for them to get out, get any distance on the clearances. Um, and the key was to get Blair, the ball to Blair and, and grab the feet uh, as much as we could and get as many men in the box as we could and just keep delivering and just keep you know be a bit, be a bit relentless with the balls forward and you know it paid off 
Talk, let's talk about some of the players last night. I mean, I've always think this dual signing rule is a fantastic rule. <laughs> yeah. Um, it worked in Floso's favour, though, last night, didn't it? Yeah, it certainly did, yeah. Um, you know, we were able to bring Brad back. Um, fortunately, not cup tied or anything. Um, you know, and it was, it was outstanding last night. But, you know, Brad's played a few games for us already. Um, well, last night was the best I've seen him for a long, long time. And somebody else is the best I've seen play. I think in a flow in a flow serve shirt was um, Blair Anderson. He'd got the freedom of the left hand side of the park, and he revelled in it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think from all the way through the squad last night, I think the lads from from one all the way through to, to the two subs um, put, put great displays in, and I'm proud of every single one of them. But like you say, there's a few individuals that um, gave us more last night. What they have done in previous weeks and gave us really what, what we expect of them. You know, Blair is a, an outstanding player on his day um, and we saw that from him last night. You know, he was he was unplayable at times and was chuffed a bit he got his goal. He come close over the last few weeks and it's not quite gone for him. But, um, you know, it was a great strike last night. Now, I've sort of, you know, just taken a few notes before I spoke to you and I, I thought, well, yeah, Blair, I've got to talk about. Um, your fullbacks worked Tirelessly in two different roles for the whole of the 90 minutes. They defended Manfully in the first half and in the second half um, they acted as joint wingers, really. Um, We've all got favourites. I know we've all got favourites. I chose to ignore Tony's headline and change mine to there's only one jammy dodger um, because he was just all over that pitch. Yeah, you know, Jammy's energy and intensity is the second to none, you know, you don't, you can't match it anywhere. Um, and the, the good thing is, at the minute, we've got the right balance, the right moulding there between players. Um, you know, we a little bit of a change last night with playing the three in the middle with Jack, Jammy, and Reese, and you know, between the three of them, it, it really worked. I can't think you're going to find a better midfield three anywhere, to be honest. Um, final word, Craig, because that's the final, is what you've got to. Um, the band of noise that was coming from the the stand, relentless band of noise that was coming from the stand. Um, uh, I learnt some new songs last night, um, some that's repeatable <laughs> on this radio station and some that maybe are not repeatable on this radio station. But um, they helped him in the first half and they never shut up pushing them on in yeah. the second half, did they? You, you, yeah. you, I, I know you all went to them, and that's so, so right you all went to him, but last night they played their part. Yeah. Honestly, I can't, I can't credit them enough. You know, not just the ones who are vocal, but everybody who comes to support. Um, you know, some people like to have a sing-song, some people just stand there and support in their own way, and, and every single one of them, it means a lot to all the lads. Um, but yeah, I mean, the support that we've had, all season's been unbelievable. Last night, they just took it to another level. Mm-hmm. Um, like you say, they were all crowded together in that stand with the flags and you had the drum going and the songs and it was just unbelievable <laughs> for the lads. And, you know, I, was, I was facing them from the dugout and it was it was such a satisfying sight to see them all there. You know, And then they continued, they filled the bus, they continued in the welfare across the road afterwards and I was told they continued on the bus on the way home as well. So. <laughs> well, you've got somebody who's been around the local sports scene as much as Gordon Foster has been going taking to twitter and saying they turned it into a big match they gave it the big match atmosphere that's when you know they got it right yeah yeah it's right and i said to, i said to a spoon in the bar afterwards because like you say we went to see him after and we, we all have a drink together after because we do appreciate it and it does make a big difference and everywhere we've gone we've been a credit to the club and the town and we've left a good mark good mark everywhere and um yeah long may it continue it's brilliant but i think they, you know, we enjoy obviously their support. They enjoy coming out, and it's just better. It just makes a better um, match day experience for everybody. It most certainly does. Now you go, you know, the the, the, the double doubles back on. He, he, the last person who went for this double double and treble treble was Brendan Rogers, and he ditched his club two months before the end of the season. Please tell me that you've no intentions of doing that. No intentions. No, we're on a mission. We've got a long term plan here. <laughs> um, you know, there's so much potential. On and off the pitch, everything's growing, growing well, and you know we want to keep that going. Like I say, the the potential of getting a double double is, is a massive uh, achievement. So if we get it, fantastic. We might come close, but we'll, we, you know we'll give it a best shot. We've got eight big league games left now and a cup final. So. 
big game Saturday. A big, big game Saturday. If you beat Shearwood, yeah, then it's 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 between two. Yeah, in my opinion, Shearwood would have been the best play best side we've played so far this season. Um, so I'm looking forward to Saturday. You know, we're in good form, real good spirit in the dressing room at the moment, and um, you know, we're looking forward to Saturday. It's a massive day for us. It is. Also, it is for Shearwood. You know, it's a must-win game for them as well. The best of luck to you, Craig. Best of luck to Flo Seven. Uh, last night was one of those those special nights that. Um, it was great to be standing on the sideline. I spent I spent the second half with uh, with Glenn Cobb and his little group, and it was a, a pleasure to be with it. It, re- it really was, and it was a, a special night. So well done, and we look forward to um, a cup final. I've got to check that Spalding are not playing on May the fourth or whenever it is, and uh, I hopefully they're not. <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, you've checked already, haven't you? Yeah. I thought you might have done. <laughs> Craig, safe journey back from Leeds. Um, well done to everybody at New Upflow Surfer last night. It, it, it's a fantastic achievement. Thank you very much. Thanks, Craig. Bye. Craig Ropes there, the manager at Newark Flow Surfer. And uh, do you want to add your five penny worth? I was just so proud of everybody. It was um, not, not just the players. Um, we were there in force as a team yesterday, the, the supporters and the players, and um, I just thought the supporters were absolutely astonishing. Um, I put on Facebook today that I've been reporting on uh, local football matches for 41 years now, and I've never heard anything like that before. It was awesome. I think if ever there was, you know, if that was a team last night. Yeah, um, it, it was an individual. It was a team performance. Everybody rallied round and made that a team performance, and that was that's why I thought it was so so strong and so good and so pleased to be. And you know, Craig says that yes, you've got your noisy element, which sometimes pushes it to the boundary. Okay, fair comment. <laughs> that, fair enough. <laughs> but you've also got Dave Harrison, David Coyne, Glenn Cobb. Um, Eric Coombs, who just go to watch the... And they are as important, Tony. Too right. Exactly. It's all part of the... Uh, it sounds a bit trite, but it's all part of the Flow Surf family. And uh, particularly when you've got the likes of Eric Coombs, who, uh, you know, graced Lowfields as a player himself. You know, it's, it's just... It's, it's a lovely, lovely feeling about the club. And I'm so glad there that uh, Craig has said that he's in it for the long haul, him and Kirky, because... Um, I was taping that bit... It, it really, uh, it wouldn't be the, wouldn't be the same without them. And um, it was, uh, it was lovely to go into the dressing room last night. One, and, one, you know, just, um, just, just seem all so chuffed. One sad note from last night. Um, the, the, I mean, Renner for a lovely club. They are our flow. It's what flow surf should be aspiring to be off the field. Yeah. Um, one of the photos, or quite many of the photos, there was Renner's trip to to Wembley. I was there, yeah. In in the Vars and Alvin Calling. Yeah. Playing for Renef at the time. And of course I remember Alvin in midfield with Donny Age. Um they was, you know, if you like your 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 Jammy Royd and your and your Reese Lewis of Yeah. yeah. Um both of them sort of five foot nothing. <laughs> but both of them absolutely wonderful. And I learned last night that Alvin is now suffering terribly from dementia. Yeah. And and is in a nursing home, and that was so so sad because I remember Alvin as. If you ask who the best midfield players are you've ever seen in local football, Alvin Cullen is in the top one. Yeah, it's just uh, it, it, it it is tremendously sad. It's 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 a horrible disease uh, illness to, to 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 get, especially for the family. Uh, because it's very difficult to sort of um, see um, the, the, the former shadow, if you if you like, of, of, of the person who was. But but, but I used to, um, I won't say drink with, with him, but, but but certainly drank in the same places as him. And we, 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 we always said hello together, and and you could see him uh, over the period of uh, two or three years, sort of going sadly downhill. But um, but when you talk to him about football. He's, he's just he's, he's, his eyes lit up, and uh, you know, I mean, it's clearly the. I have great, great memories of, yeah. him, of him playing for. I was devastated when he went to Renner. I was only 
no more than a kid was absolutely devastated when he went on to Renneth. But, but, but yeah, I mean, I've got a very great soft spot for Renneth Mine as well. It was the first job I ever did in Nottinghamshire when I moved down here from Yorkshire was to go with Renneth to Wembley. And uh, I'm sure Jamie Lloyd will also have great memories of uh, Clinton Road. I was thinking of that one because I've seen him, I must have seen him play there more than twice because I saw him play there for, for Simo's IDP, whatever you call it. But two cracking games in two massive games. And this is the lad that at the start of the season wasn't going to play Saturday football because he yeah. couldn't really be, be bothered. Well, Jamie Lloyd um, played against Trentside for uh, RHP when they won the quadruple. Uh, and uh, Jamie got booked after 20 minutes, uh, and um, I thought, oh, no, we're, we're, we're going to struggle now with 10 men because he's going to pick up another any minute. But he stayed on his feet, still made every tackle, and, and, and still ran the midfield that night when we beat uh, Trentside 2-0. And afterwards, I put in the advertiser, the 18-year-old Jamie Lloyd gave a very mature performance. And afterwards, uh, after the paper had come out, he collared me in the Broadway, and said, hey, Tom. I said, uh, what, 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 Jam, what is it? He says, nobody's ever called me mature before. Is he what it meant? I, I, I don't think they ever have since. <laughs> <laughs> and, nor, and, and nor do they want to do actually, <laughs> because he doesn't want to lose that tomorrow night. It is strictly Mick and Tony. It's pretty much been that tonight. But <laughs> I could have said that again. strictly Mick and Tony tomorrow night, <laughs> as we show our take on what happened on the national scene at the weekend with people running onto football pitches and crossing that white line. I've um, not said anything about it, particularly until tomorrow night, but it's what we think about it tomorrow night. One or two more stories. We're going to look forward to what's happening this weekend, and we're going to have a quick look back at what happened at last weekend. We're going to find our heroes, and we're going to find our zeros as well. So that should be fun. But coming up now, definitely a hero. It's Doug Hall time. We are- 